This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Well, the second half of the NBA season starts tomorrow night. You know, the best news is we don't have to suffer through any more of that all-star game crap. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. And let's talk some hoops. Quentin Richardson... Of course, the NBA great hosts the Knuckleheads podcast on the Players Tribune, and he joins us now. Quentin, we'll talk hoops in just a second, but Courtney and I were just talking about this bacon situation that went down in a college basketball game last night where there was a promotion, a certain number of missed free throws, everyone in the crowd won bacon. Playing an illustrious basketball career like you had, how aware are you of stuff like that as a player during the course of a game? Are you watching the Jumbotron? Are you getting into the Kiss Cam? Do you know 120 points means chicken nuggets? You've got to have some stories here. I think it's one of those things. It depends on you know where where game what what game what the, what a game is and what type of game situation it is. If we it's a blowout and we're not really involved in it, and I'm sitting on the on the bench. I'm definitely aware of what's going on and I'm definitely rooting for those type of things to happen. I would want bacon too. I just think the effort it would take to go out and buy the bacon, then come home and fry it up. Like you, sh- they should have something ready to go at the stadium. But that's just me. I know that could end up being a waste of food if if the promotion doesn't get hit. But but nonetheless, whatever these promotions are in the NBA, they'll start to take place tomorrow night. Second half of the season tips off on Thursday. As we get into the second half here, we're looking at title contenders, teams that might start sneaking up in the rankings. Who are the favorites in the East and the West, in your mind? Uh, I mean, obviously for me, in the East, man, what, what Jason Jason Tatum and the Boston Celtics have been able to do and continue what they, uh, you know, where they left off last year has been unbelievable, man. I think they're definitely the favorites, especially, obviously, with, you know, Kevin Durant and, um, and, and Kyrie and those guys vacating the East. But um, I know that, Giannis is going to have a lot to say so. You know, Giannis and the Bucks will have a say so at the end of the day. But I feel like Boston out east. And for me, obviously, KD going to Phoenix, like, shifted the balance of power for me. And to me, that you know, they're the favorites out west, even though I know Golden State will be back. And obviously, Denver is, the you know, is one of the favorites out west as well. What do you see when you look at the situation in Atlanta with Nate McMillan getting fired yesterday, underachieving? And it feels like this is now a couple of coaches that have had issues with Trey Young. What's going on there, Quentin? Um, I'm, to be honest, I'm not really aware of, like, you know, obviously on the ground what's going on and, you know, in, in that locker room and things like that. But from the outside looking in, it doesn't look good. You know, obviously this is, like you said, uh, Trey's second coach and, from the sounds of it, it sounds like he has something to do with it. But, I mean, I don't know enough to really, you know, confirm or deny that. But it definitely doesn't look good. And I think this next, whoever the next guy that comes in, I mean, obviously they'll finish this year with an interim coach. But um, the rest of the way, it's going to be important for him to, you know, have a good rapport with coaches so he doesn't get labeled as a coach killer or something like that. So how do they fix things in Atlanta? Because at the end of the day, if this keeps happening, Trey Young's going to have no one to blame but himself. Like, is this situation down there salvageable with the current group they have? Uh, I think that's a situation that we'll see. I mean, I, I think I think uh, Trey and and Murray have shown that they can coexist at a at a high level together. So I think that's something that you try to build around and build toward the future and. Um, 
you know, some of their other situations hasn't panned out the way they wanted to. But um, I think, you know, those two guys are a really good foundation to build around. Hey, you know, the, the, right now the guards kind of run the, the league, and um, those are two of the best we have out there, and they're young. Everybody talks about the Suns, the Celtics, the Bucks. G- give us a sneaky team that you think could go on a run, Quentin, that nobody is talking about enough. Mm, a sneaky team... I think that I think that uh, I think New Orleans, man. I think if, if Zion comes back, because they're a team that you know early on before they got hit with you know Zion being hurt and Brandon Ingram going down, which are two really really big pieces for them. I think they were right there, top three team in the West. And um, obviously, once that happened, things went downhill from there. But I think if those guys could get you know come back a hundred percent for this last stretch and go into the playoffs with some steam i, I like their young players obviously cj is a, is a great piece they got good size inside i think they could do some things today you know if they got healthy that made me think of teams in the west that maybe we're not talking enough about and the sacramento kings i mean this is a team that just had guys in the all-star game they're third in the west right now but there's not a lot of credit being given towards the, you know, validity of what they've done so far. Some people going as far to call that record fraudulent and thinking that they might not be a play-in team. Can you make the case that they will finish top five in the West? Or is this, you know, a byproduct of the first half of the season? At the, and do you think they'll level back off here in the second half of the season? No, I, Sacramento is a team I like, man. I think, you know, you know they got the Bean team and all of that stuff going, but uh, I actually like this team, and I like what they have to uh, bring to the table. And I think they will finish out top five like they have been. And I think that they, you know, like I said, they got two bona fide all-stars and, and uh, Fox and Sabonis. Mike Brown has brought, you know, the, the, the Warriors kind of style of play and philosophy over there. They got a new culture. Uh, they got a lot of youthful talent, and they they moving in the right direction, man. I think it's a it's a they got a good team that fits well. To... I think we they're going to add to it. Quentin Richardson is the host of the Knuckleheads Pod Players Tribune, thirteen year NBA vet. LeBron says these are twenty three of the most important regular season games left of his career. From this point forward, what would you qualify as a good season for the Lakers? Man, it's so tough to when you when you deal with the injuries and things that they've gone through. I mean, I think for LeBron, I mean, obviously he's done all that he can do. You know, even with his injuries, he's been hit with. He's played phenomenal this late in his career at this age, averaging this many points. And you know, being honest, he this wasn't the plan for him to be the leader of this team. Everybody thought that they would be pulled along and powered by Anthony Davis, but. Because of his injuries, they haven't been able to do that. So I think that's really what the season rests on, you know, whether Anthony Davis can be healthy and he can really carry them the way that everybody expected him to. Health and players sitting out because they're not entirely healthy but might not be de- might be dealing not with full-on injuries was the topic of conversation throughout All-Star Week. Adam Silver addressed load management. You heard players like Anthony Edwards speaking out about against load management. I know that DeMar DeRozan told The Athletic recently that players should play a minimum of 78 games to be considered for MVP. So maybe this ends up spurning load management as we know it right now. What do you think the biggest takeaway and the biggest outcome is going to be from so many players now being vocal about it and it being a topic of conversation that was in the forefront during all-star weekend i think that you know that 
I think that those guys that are, you know, that are really injured and, you know, have to take games off and can't play because of real injury, I think that'll still happen. But I think, you know, the guys that may or may not be taking advantage of it here, I think that'll die down more because the more that you, you know, raise your voice about a topic and your actual peers, your players, the coaches, the league, you know, obviously the fans and and some of the outlets have spoken about it. But the more that the actual players and your peers start to speak up, and kind of say things about it, I think that makes it a little bit harder for those individual players to do those type of things. Quentin Richardson is the host of the Knuckleheads pod, the Players' Tribune, 13-year NBA vet. He's not really built for all-star games, but Nikola Jokic might win his third consecutive MVP. And, Quentin, the list of guys that have done that, it's like Russell, Chamberlain, Bird, and that's it. Like, not even Jordan or LeBron has won three straight MVPs. Despite the individual awards, in your mind, does he need team success? Does his team have to go to the finals, and does he have to win a championship to be validated as a great player? I don't believe so, man. I mean, obviously, you 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 want him to have a championship and things like that. But when you and Jokic in particular, when you look at the teams and the cards he's been dealt, he's overachieved with that. You can't expect him to to win a finals or to win a championship when Jamal Murray has been out, Michael Porter has been out. These are literally the second and third highest paid players on the team who are supposed to be your co-stars. And you you going out there and you you averaging a triple-double now and the numbers that he put up previously without those guys available, I think it's unreasonable for you to penalize him and think that he was supposed to lift those guys to a championship team level when they clearly were not that without those guys present. Darius, uh, Darius, I'm getting my Knuckleheads podcast host confused. Quentin Richardson, <laughs> host of the Knuckleheads podcast with Darius Miles on the Players Tribune. You got to listen. Quentin, appreciate the time. Thanks so much for joining us. Anytime, guys. Thanks for having me. That's Q, Canty and Carlin, presented by Progressive Insurance. Drivers who switch and save with Progressive can save nearly $700 on average. Call or click today to find out if they could save you hundreds on your car insurance if there's anything i could change about the league to make it better probably just all the guys sitting resting that's the only thing i probably don't like the nba has devalued their regular season we've been part of it if all we do every time somebody accomplishes something is say well let's see in the playoffs or uh, how many championships do you have then who cares what happens in a february game i don't disagree with either side i I do think that players should play one healthy uh, but there is a happy medium you can find Canty and Carlin's on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Courtney Cronin. Adam Silver doesn't want to admit it, Courtney, but load management's a big problem in the NBA. Have a buddy, huge Steph Curry fan, so are his kids. Warriors come to Cleveland. I live in Cleveland. Paid hundreds of dollars for tickets. Steph, Clay, Draymond. Second night of a back-to-back. All three of them were healthy. All three of them sat And as much as Adam Silver might not care, it doesn't affect his television product or the amount of money networks are spending and funding for owners. And that is a major, major turnoff, Courtney, for fans. And I'm not sure what the right solution to it is. They didn't leave All-Star Weekend after Adam Silver talked about this, after Anthony Edwards talked about this with any solution towards load management and the major problem that, like it or not, the NBA has to deal with. The fact that this is your All-Star game 
This is your pinnacle where nothing else is on Sunday except you, maybe some college basketball games, but you are the premium event. And we're not talking about the all-star game, the dunk contest at the end of this. We're talking about the fact that guys are taking off games and fans are the ones that are suffering the consequences of it, just like you had mentioned with a friend of yours, like bringing everybody to a game only to find out it's the B list and the right. C squad of Kids the Golden State enjoy, Warriors. Get in the car. It's Jordan Poole time, everybody. Let's go. And I mean, some people would want to pay for that. You're not paying Steph Curry and Clay Thompson ticket money, though, to go watch that. And And I don't know what the solution is unless like DeMar DeRozan had pontificated the idea of play 78 games to be considered for the MVP. Hmm. Then maybe you end up getting players who really want that award. Yeah. Vying for it and saying, I'm not going to sit out like if LeBron wants MVP of the league this year. And, you know, certainly if that 78 game rule qualified, like he would not qualify for that because after he gets the scoring title, he takes off a whole week. Sure. There's I don't know if that's the solution, but I think like Q Richardson just told us. It's more of your colleagues and your teammates and the younger ones, not the like LeBron James's uh, and Kevin Durant's and Kyrie Irving's of the world. It's the Anthony Edwards type, the guy who's been in the league for three years coming out and saying, that's not how I'm going to operate. I'm not going to be somebody like even if I'm 80 percent. Might not be feeling 100, might not yeah. be, might be a little yeah. banged up. I'm still going to play. Yeah. That's the mindset. Adopting that mindset is what younger players who do that, they're, they're going to be the ones changing the conversation around load management. Yeah, maybe. I, I think, though, that if you tell guys that are just sort of a little spoiled and entitled that they can take in-season vacation, they're going to take you up on that. You know, so I think some of the load management does fall into the category of, okay, four games at five nights isn't good for, you know, injury prone player Steph Curry, who's in his 30s. Warriors are trying to win a fifth championship, blah, blah, blah. But to me, at the same time, I think there are athletes and and particular in the NBA that are using it as an excuse to try to just get a bunch of time off during a season that really, Courtney, is too long anyway. Think about this. The NBA starts, we're in shorts, okay? The weather starts to get cold. You get through the holidays. You're in a sweater. You're in a parka. The NBA season's still going. You transition back to a T-shirt. You watch the Masters. You get back on the golf course. You're in shorts again. And the NBA season is still going. The one thing the players and the owners both won't do is shorten the season because that means less money for everybody. But that's kind of what needs to happen for the overall quality of the product for the fans. Brian Winhurst is an ESPN NBA insider. He addressed the topic of load management earlier today on Fitz and Harry here on ESPN Radio. The load management is not reducing the injuries on star players. We're seeing star players get hurt at a faster rate than almost we've ever seen before. So it's a bit hollow. And the second thing is, um, if you continue to send the message to your fans that the regular season games don't matter, which is where you know a huge percentage of the money is made, they're going to believe you. And it is showing up in myriad ways that that's the case. And um, so, uh, you know, the NBA has made the priority. It's not changing course, regardless of what people say. And, you know, we are in February, so we're in load management season. So we're going to be talking about it in February. 
it is the number one hot-button issue surrounding the league right now, Courtney. There is no doubt about it in my mind. And I think Brian's a 1,000% right. I mean, where was Kevin Durant at the All-Star game, Courtney? Injured. Where was Steph Curry at the All-Star game? I don't know if he was there, but he was definitely injured. Where? Wh- why wasn't Giannis able to play more than one minute in the All-Star Cause game? Because he got injured the last game of the first half of the regular season. Okay. You're right, well, and that's uh, the thing. Like, Aaron, excuse me, um, Adam Silver talked about this last week, that there is no scientific proof, kind of what Brian Windhorst was just referring to. There's no data that points to load management helping alleviate injuries. In fact, to the point of shortening the season Adam Silver said the scenario that they're talking about right now is all right well if we if you guys don't want as many back-to-backs and you know it feels like we've eliminated the three in a row games that those elongate the season to prevent that that's not the answer the NBA doesn't need to be a 10 month a year schedule you kidding come on playing NBA games in October is crazy let alone getting them into September. No, no one really says the league starts until April 1st. And the playoffs, more than, correct. More than half the teams in the league make the playoffs anyway. Kyrie Irving is talking, and I guess we're obligated to play some of the sound, although I feel like he should have lost his right to have sound bites played by this point. But there it is. He says the narrative of load management at this point is harmful to players. Take a listen. I don't know who created the term load management. I don't know who started the narrative, but it's completely run amok. I think it's dehumanized some of us in terms of uh, just the way we prepare ourselves day to day. This is a 24-7 job. What, what, what is he, what is he's, he getting, he's at getting at? at like, don't call us lazy. Don't call us like not putting in effort because of the way we prepare ourselves. And some days we need days off. That's what he's saying. Uh, I, I mean, I don't know I if think... I really understood that bite, but that's what I got from that. Where... We look at players like the whole dehumanizing thing. He's turning himself into a victim again because you have fans who complain like, man, I came all the way here, drove hours from, you know, central Illinois because I heard that the Brooklyn Nets are in town and KD and Kyrie Irving are playing the Bulls tonight. Or, you know, like a recent example, I drove from Peoria to go see Giannis play in Chicago three hours to see him play here because Milwaukee is too far. And if Giannis isn't playing on a back on like the, you know, the back end of a back to back or if he's just not playing for load management, then why did I come? And fans get upset about that and they vocalize why they're upset. You know, with the idea of load management. And then that puts the guilt on the players. That puts the onus on them. Like, man, like, you know, people are coming out here. Your paycheck is a direct reflection of the fan support and how many tickets are sold. So then they become victims, like Kyrie yeah. Irving was just pointing out. Yeah. And they don't like that. He doesn't like that. Well, I mean, look, their job, their contract says that when they're healthy, they're supposed to play. And when push comes to shove, the NBA is an entertainment product. And if you just choose to put a worse product out there, then I'm not going to be as willing to pay money to go and watch it. I mean, that's just the way sports works. Um, I also think that there are, just like in any profession, there are some NBA players who are lazy. Sorry, Kyrie. I mean, there are guys who work their butts off. I'm not doubting that. But I think there has to be some obligation. The, the NFL, every Sunday matters, and no one would load manage a game in the NFL because there are only 16 games. 
In baseball, sometimes players do take days off. But at least if I went to go see Hamilton and the lead was out and there was an understudy, all the other lead guys would be there. They don't have like 17 understudies all understudying at the same time when you go to see a show. Coming up next, as we wait for an Aaron Rodgers decision, there's one quarterback who may need to make a decision like now. Who's that? We discuss. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. There's one quarterback this NFL offseason that maybe should think about signing soon, getting this done now. Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80 on your smart speaker. All you have to do is say play ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin. We're in for the guys. 888-SAY-ESPN, our number, 888-729-3776. Derek Carr, Courtney, is unencumbered, right? He's a free agent. He can sign now. He doesn't have to wait for March 15th in the new league year to come around for him to ink a deal. In the meantime, there's the Aaron Rodgers possibility, and there's the Lamar Jackson possibility, and there's other free agent quarterbacks like Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett and other names you could throw into the mix. The one advantage that Carr has on the other contenders for these jobs is that he can make visits now like he did to the Jets over the weekend, and that also he he could actually sign somewhere, that, that right now he can work a market that no other quarterback, at least for the next few weeks, can. Yeah, because he has nothing tying him to another organization. No front office that has to get on the phone with another front office to orchestrate a trade and work out draft compensation and what have you. He can sign right now at 6.33 p.m. Eastern time on Wednesday, February 22nd. If he says, you know, I feel like I look good in green and white. Let's go call up the Jets. Let's go call up Woody Johnson and say, I'm a Jet for life. Let yeah. me sell me on the promise, or you guys sold me on the promise that ESPN's Diana Rossini had said, where they told him, allegedly, you can be a Hall of Famer. Like, if he really believes that, 
what are you waiting for if you're Derek Carr? Except for the fact that I don't think he's there just yet because truly, if you're going through the free agent process, which guys typically don't get to, I mean, to get to a second or a third contract in the NFL is very hard to do. You owe it to yourself to go through the process of all of this all the time. Yeah. For the next month, where you're constantly debating and deliberating, it, it's a privilege to get to that point. R- right, and you, it's an important decision to make because Derek Carr's kind of been with a dysfunctional organization. I mean, they they hired one coach who got fired because of emails that he sent, and another GM they hired off of TV, and so it's not like he's been with the most credible group in NFL history. Jeff Darlington joined us earlier, ESPN NFL Insider, and he talked about Carr and the Jets And he looked at it from not Carr's point of view, but from the Jets' point of view. Take a listen. Aaron Rodgers is not yet available. And maybe he does become available. But at this point, there are so many factors in play, not the least of which is the compensation that you would have to give up to get Rodgers. I fully understand the idea of if you didn't feel like Derek Carr was a guy who could get you a championship waiting on Aaron Rodgers. But if you're saying that to him, unless that is just a BS sales pitch to just try to keep him on the line, and maybe it is, you should sign him right now. Waiting will do only one thing. It will cost you Derek Carr, and you could potentially see Aaron Rodgers not just staying with the Packers, which obviously – pretty good odds on that but potentially go to a team like the Raiders who have Devontae Adams who have Mark Davis who wants to make a splash at the quarterback position who has Josh McDaniels who covets Aaron Rodgers ability and believes he's an elite quarterback so if you're the Jets and you're waiting around for Aaron Rodgers you're waiting to fight a battle that you might not even win Canty and Carlin on ESPN radio I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Courtney Cronin yeah I the Jets might be saying one thing but I've learned in covering sports, Courtney, it's not about what they're saying to a reporter. A lot of times it's about actions and not words. Of course. And I understand where Jeff's coming from here from the Jets perspective, because what happens if you strike out on Aaron Rodgers? Mm -hmm. You know, and Derek Carr says, hey, I'm the name your price tool. I name my price. You guys can't afford it. I'm going to the Saints or I'm going somewhere else. Yeah. They don't want to be left with hand in their sand, sand yeah. in their hand, like yeah. just right. waiting and then right. realizing, man, another free agent cycle went and came and went, and now we're out of the mix for all of the good quarterbacks on the veteran market. Our owner said, go get a veteran quarterback. You don't do that. You might be out of a job if well, you're well, in the front office ho- in the not too distant future. Hold on, hold on though. I-, I trust their front office. I mean, they they just drafted the. Offensive rookie of the year and the defensive rookie of the year. Trust me, I I believe that Joe Douglas has done a really good job constructing this team. But if the if the scenario here is they need a veteran quarterback and they play with fire by saying, oh, like Derek Carr, we like you, we don't love you, but we'll love you if we can't get Aaron Rodgers, that's a quick way to turn Derek Carr off and have him go somewhere else because he doesn't feel truly valued by this franchise and feels like a second option. Courtney, is Derek Carr good enough? I mean, that's what the Jets have to ask themselves ultimately, right? Because I think whether it's is. 35 or 40 million or 45 million, I, I think that the, the money will work itself out. I think it starts with the question, is Derek Carr good enough? I think he is. And I think surrounded by the right pieces, he has never had a defense in the last five years that is ranked higher than 20. Mm. And that's generous. The last couple of years, they've been atrocious. He goes to a defense that ranked fourth in yards and points last year. Imagine yep. what happens when it all doesn't fall on him. Yep. Good things can happen from that. 
if I'm the Jets, here's really the question. It's not about how many touchdowns he throws, and it's not about how many yards he throws for, right? Two minutes to go. Tie game. On the road. He's shown you he can do it before, Aaron. In Buffalo. Do you trust him with the ball in his hands? Would he really be the best Jets quarterback since when? Since Kenny O? Since Joe Namath? Like, going back a ways, he would probably be the Jets' best quarterback in the last 30 years. Um, I don't have as much trust in him, maybe, as you do. But, I mean, this year they won back-to-back games in overtime. Like, that tells me he's got a little magic in there. He's got a little something in there. Going into the season, he led the NFL throughout his career in fourth-quarter comebacks and game-winning drives. I know that people are going to look at that and say, oh, well, you know, he's on bad teams. Like, he should never have been behind in the first place. Well, he's been on bad teams. The defense has let them down. And I look at that, and I say – Put him in a situation where things are better, where he doesn't have to carry the load on offense mm-hmm. and on defense. Yeah. And that's a situation that he walks into in Florham Park in New Jersey. Let, let me give you the comparison. Matt Stafford, I feel like sure, was viewed similarly fine. as Derek Carr. And until, look what happened to him when he got to a good situation. And the Rams were uber aggressive to go out and grab him before he hit anywhere else on the market and before the league year started. And then they went and won a Super Bowl. Up next, an update on a story we told you about earlier tonight. That's coming up in 3 and Out. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. I'm Aaron Goldhammer. She is Courtney Cronin, and it is time for three and out. Alabama freshman Brandon Miller is going to play Wednesday night at South Carolina. School announcing about three and a half hours before tip, despite Tuscaloosa police testifying yesterday that the star forward brought a now former teammate the handgun that he used to kill a woman back in January. Alabama AD Greg Byrne was on the ESPN College Game Day podcast and explained how the university ultimately has decided to allow Miller to play as the investigation continues. When the incident happened, uh, it was a conversation between myself, Nate Oates, conversation with myself and the president. We have a legal counsel involved for the university. Uh, we have uh, uh, our, our, our different offices within the university that are at least aware of it. Uh, and, and, and so we had normal conversations like we do for other issues. And, uh, and that information was shared 
uh, collectively, and collectively we decided that Brandon uh, was able to play. Now, it doesn't appear, Courtney, that Miller committed a crime of any kind. We can talk about his moral obligation if someone texts you and says, bring me a gun, whether you decide to actually do it or not, and the follow-up questions that you ask. But let me say this for Byrne and for Nate Oates. If they're wrong in trusting Brandon Miller in this case and his involvement, then they all deserve to get fired. A hundred percent. And we believe that due process in the legal system will tell us the bottom line of what happened. And if there was more than just Brandon Miller brought is it Darius Miles? Darius Miles. It brought him his gun. Like, that's the thing. Like, make sure that we get this clear. It was not, according to everything that we know, Brandon Miller's gun. Darius Miller for whatever reason, trusted his teammate who had access to his gun by way of this information. Hey, you know where my gun is. Please bring it to me. There's a judgment call in there. You are an adult. You're playing college basketball. Your future in the NBA is on the line. And you make that mistake to provide the murder weapon. Regardless of who pulled the trigger, that gun was used in a murder. And now this student athlete is able to play. Like, he may not have committed anything that they can a crime or anything they can charge him with but holy cow there is a judgment call here and he 100 percent made the wrong one and i think that that should fall under some sort of disciplinary action from the university i kind of do too i mean it feels like he was in position to prevent this incident from happening and he didn't and so i don't know that just obviously doesn't sit well uh, to say the least. Second three and out, Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN app. I'm Aaron Goldhammer with Courtney Cronin. Something a little bit more fun. J.J. Watt roasted the NFL. Courtney, th- they got to realize J.J. Watt has retired. He got a request via text message from the league asking him to take a drug test. And guess what? J.J. Watt doesn't have to take drug tests anymore, does he? He sure doesn't, but are we certain this came from the NFL because I read that text and whoever Dylan is, the man in there said, this is Dylan on behalf of the NFL. You have been selected for a HGH and it's like you know, that's not how you you would capitalize that. Dry spot blood test, comma, please give me a call or shoot me a text when you can. Thank you. I don't know. I'm not trying to like grammar judge here. Not every, maybe he did voice to text, but This doesn't read as a professional, this is coming from the league office on Park Avenue. Hmm. The best part of this, though, was A.J. Dillon, Packers running back, and his response to this, this is not the way I wanted to meet crying, laughing emojis. I thought that was classic, (laughs) and I thought that that was well done by A.J. Dillon. Well, look, we all got to be careful for fishing, not F-I-S-H. P-H-I-S-H. If they tell me one more time that my Amazon account has been suspended for lack of payment, I'm going to lose my mind and throw my phone. Or my uncle has been jailed on his recent trip to Paris or some Your PayPal? Who's using PayPal anymore? The Nigerian prince is wanting to donate $1 million to me and my family. All of those are just going immediately into the trash in my email. (laughs) Three and out. Courtney Cronin, I'm Aaron Goldham. After Tua suffered his latest concussion, a former Olympian reached out to him to say that he should try a new sport. And the sport is judo in order to learn how to fall without striking his head. 
As it turns out, Tua is indeed incorporating judo into his training routine. I guess this has to do with balance and trying to land on other parts of your body to avoid concussions. And, Courtney, if this works, I mean, I would imagine every NFL quarterback should be thinking about getting into this. I never thought that this would be like the the path around getting concussions and avoiding concussions more or less. But if it works, great. If it doesn't, then it's, you know, another interesting off-season form of training. But we're closing in. I mean, I know it's the end of February, but that deadline for his fifth-year options coming up in yeah. three months. Yeah. And we're all going to be wondering what the Miami Dolphins do, what their process is going to be throughout free agency. Mm-hmm. Are they so sure, certain that uh, – are they going to stay with Tua? Is he their guy? Do they pick up the option? Do they say 2023 yeah. is actually your prove it year to prove it's you really can stay hard. healthy? And it's unfortunate because, you know, I know what Chris Greer, the general manager, said about his concussions, and they don't believe that this is going to have some adverse effect going down the line. But frankly, with head injuries, I just don't think you can ever have a definitive statement of he's not concussion prone anymore. He had two known, three of which looked like there was a separate incident that sure. made it look like he was suffering was from the neurological most dubious issues. back injury yes. in the NFL this your year. Your spine's also in your back, which is attached to you know your brainstem. Y- so y- your your head. So you know, I I think first of all, I think Tua realizes he's like one or two more concussions away from never playing football again. And he's being proactive and at least trying to prevent them from happening again. Like I really commend him for doing this. Right, and, and, and if it means you out. fall on your arm i mean if you break your arm it can heal if you break your brain i think we're learning right that it just doesn't heal in the same way so you'd rather put strain on other parts of your body if you can than falling directly on your head that is three and out canty and carlin on espn radio espn app coming up next joe and amber take the reins from us here on espn radio for courtney cronin i'm aaron goldhammer what should be a fun night of sports. One more night until the NBA returns. You've been listening to Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast. Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today.